No. We're live. Y'all are on. And this is... Bows! Jesus. Yes. Welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. It's a podcast with balls about balls. And we are your hosts, um, Buddha. It's your boy, Dylan, 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 the Dylan, the Dylan, Dylan, the Dylan. Silly niggas. It's Willie. And the snails, aka Big Facts and Full of Facts. Y'all, it's a full house, guys. It's all of us. We're all here. <laughs> it's episode 214. Yay! I know the episode. I looked ahead. It's episode 214. Look, I'm proud of us. Ooh. Yes, sir. I'm proud of us. Doing, doing big things. Yes, sir. Uh, we we want to start by saying we hope everybody's having a great holiday season, whatever you celebrate. Hope you're just having time with family and uh, good vibes to everybody out there and hope for a prosperous 2022 for everybody. Yes, sir. All right. I am so excited to be here with you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Factoids. Factoids. (laughs) Um, All right, guys. So... We'll start off with the uh, the NFL talk, and you know, we uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. Um, we all found out yesterday that legendary coach, broadcaster, um, business mogul in general, uh, John Madden has passed away at the age of eighty five. Um, you know, shout out to an icon for a lot of people. Um, I know me personally, I grew up listening to uh, John Madden and Pat Summerall on uh, Monday night football. And then um, Al Michaels after, after Pat retired. Um, Yeah. So I've always grew up with his voice, you know, in, in my household and then been playing the Madden video game since 1996. Like I've literally owned it every year since 1996 on Sega Genesis. Um, so like, yeah, you know, RIP to the legend. I don't know if anybody else wanted. Yeah, man. I mean, <clears throat> listen, I, I was introduced to football. Um, Definitely. honestly with, with John Madden. Um, I, I, uh, I think I've told this story on here before, but my first football game that I ever watched was uh, Super Bowl Thirty. Um, which, shockingly, I think that's the reason why I'm always so uh, impartial to the Dallas Cowboys um, mm-hmm. is because that was that was the first game I watched was the Cowboys versus the Steelers, and the Cowboys won that one. Um, and uh, John Madden and Pat Summerall were the guys for the Super Bowl mm-hmm. at that time. 
Um, and you know, that, that was, I mean, there, there, can we think of a, a football moment up until 2002, 2003 that didn't involve John Madden? I mean, probably not. No, you know, probably I, not. <clears throat> you can't think of it. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I think about when the Patriots won their first Super Bowl, John Madden was the guy that talked about Tom Brady. And I remember, you know, before the drive even started, you know, John Madden saying, hey, like, you know, this is this is about as good as it gets for the Patriots. They should play for overtime. And, you know, the, the Rams were playing a soft-ass prevent defense. And, you know, what, what was interesting was, and this is why, you know, funny enough, I was talking to Crystal about it, my wife. Shout out to my wife. Um, she was like, you know, what is the thing about John Madden for you? And I was like, you know, like, he was, he had a background in education. So, like, he was a teacher. And, you know, although Tony Romo and Troy Aikman are great, they're great play-by-play commentators, but the difference between them and Madden is Madden taught yeah. us the game. He literally did. Like, he taught us the game. Like, we knew what prevent defense – I knew what prevent defense was because yeah. of that Super Bowl. Him describing what the Rams were doing right. and how the Patriots were countering that with, like, the, the, him, the thinking him, dunks, him drawing it out, even. Like, should, he, he was the first person yes, to really do exactly. that. Yeah. Break down, like – Somebody asked me, somebody was like, man, I don't even cry about Madden. What Madden did for the black community? I was like, Madden, nigga. <laughs> right. Madden, he talking about football. We know how to play Madden. That was the, of Madden. That was the great bonder before right. uh, 2K was the thing. Right. I'm trying to tell you, before 2K, it was Madden. Right. And, um, you know, the, the whole thing, I'm sorry, it wasn't Super Bowl 30. Super Bowl 30 was the first one I watched, but it wasn't John Madden on that one. It was when um, the, the Packers played the Patriots. That was my first Super Bowl seeing the Patriots. I'm sorry. That was that. I'm a correction on that. That was my first time really hearing John Madden like that. But anyway, moving forward, um, just had to correct that. I had to make sure I had that, that right. Um, the whole point is, is that, you know, they drive down the field and what made Madden really cool to me anyway was that he would catch a little nuances. So, like, I don't know if you guys remember this part of the game, but when Tom Brady threw the ball, when the, when Tom Brady spiked the ball, he spiked it on the turf. And, like, the ball bounced from the turf and right into his hands. Right? And to, to this day, I think that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen on a football field. And I remember sitting there noticing that and being like, wow, like the ball literally bounced back to his hands like the Patriots are about to win. And John Madden caught that and was like, you know, he's like, one thing I got to say is how cool Tom Brady is because the ball literally bounces back perfectly into his hands. And I'm like, damn, he noticed that shit too. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Madden would notice little shit. Like it wasn't just about the game. Like he would talk about just random shit in the game that you would pay attention to. He talked about how clean Deion Sanders is with his gear on. He talked about like little shit. And like, we just, we don't have that, right? Like Troy Aikman, he's knowledgeable, but Troy Aikman just talks about the game. Tony Romo, he's knowledgeable, but Tony Romo just talks about the game. So like, it's great when you know football, right? But people can't watch football nowadays because you think about it, the color commentary that we really know is Romo, Aikman, um, who's the guy for NBC? Collinsworth. Um, who does it for ESPN? Um, Let me forget. Oh shit! ESPN. Oh, Booger. They have they have that trash lineup now because it's the Monday Night Football lineup. It's, Isn't it uh, uh, Greg Olson? Is it Gene Steratore? 
Oh yeah, Gene Statue. Well, no, he does. Wait, he does no, the play no, by play. Uh, he does a play by play. Who's color commentary? Is it Brian yes, Greasy? Yes, it's Brian Greasy. Yeah, Brian Greasy. Brian Greasy. And Lewis Riddick yeah, does yeah, it too from is, time to time. Lewis Riddick. Lewis bad, Riddick isn't bad. bad. He's not bad. Greasy isn't bad. But again, when you're we're talking about John Matt. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about John Madden, like this, the telestrator, the 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 you run, knowledge, you run the room. right? You the run, knowledge you run that you would just start. Yeah, bro. Talk, like that. That it, I don't think we're gonna have another one quite like right. him. You know what I mean? And then the video game. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, the man was successful three times over. Like you don't beat that. Yeah. He was successful as a coach. He was successful with broadcasting, and then he changed the landscape into the video game. And here's what's really lit about John Madden. I, the, the documentary was oh, first off so brilliant. Um, yeah, Tom Rinaldi did a phenomenal job with that. Shout out to him. He used to be an ESPN, now he's with Fox. Um, bruh, like they did not, the video game creators did not want to do an 11 on 11 game. And John Madden says straight up, like, hey. If it's not 11 on 11, it ain't football. Not only that, the first couple of games, and, and it's true. I mean, you can see it. I mean, they're using legitimate NFL yeah. playbooks. Like, mm-hmm. that's what he used. They use an old playbook for the first couple of Maddens to kind of create the game and stuff like that. And, bro, I mean, you can't beat that, bro. Like, his his legacy is, yeah, wow. You know what I mean? And, and and to think about it, I mean, that's really cool that he got to see all that in a documentary yeah, before it, he it, went. Like, that is It's basically like he got to watch, awesome. it, watch his own eulogy, awesome. man. Like, that's what a way, like, yeah. what a way to go. Yep. And, like, yep. you know, on Christmas Day, he watched the documentary again with his family there. Like, and then he passed two days later. Like, the man was at peace. Like, you had, you had a wife of 61 years, you know, you got kids, their families. Like, bro, like what else can you ask that, for? Bro? You literally traveled the country on a on a bus because you got on one flight, had a panic attack, and refused to ever get on another plane again the rest of your life. And you literally never did again after that. Like And you made it you made the oh, bus like, a thing. Like people copied. You were in what little giants. The annexation Fast. of Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hey, and he's real yeah, in that movie, he drew, though. He drew it up and everything. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, so, shouts out to the man, man. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into some football, guys. It is uh, week 17. You know, normally this would be the last week of the season, but with the extended season that we now have, uh, we are in the last uh, two weeks here. And what's crazy is at this point in the season there are still one two three four five six seven eight playoff spots left available that is unreal uh yeah you got you got two left (laughs) in the nfc and uh five left in the afc or sorry Oh, you got six left in the AFC. Because the only people that have clinched so far is Kansas City. Um, so, yeah. So, right now, if the playoffs were to Man. start today, uh, in the AFC, the number one seed would be the Chiefs. The two seed would be the Titans. Three seed would be the Bengals. Four seed, the Bills. Five seed, the Colts. Six seed, the Patriots. Seven seed, the Dolphins. Um, and you got Baltimore 
Chargers, uh, Vegas, Steelers, Browns, and Denver all still within like a game of the seventh. To think, to think COVID, to think COVID could knock some of these yeah, teams out of the play. It legitimately could. I mean, you know, I mean the Colts. <clears throat> Right, Carson Wentz for next week. Right. You know, the thing thing about it is, is is, it's COVID, and honestly, maybe adding an extra game wasn't so bad after all. Because I mean, you take away, you take away, you take away the game, and it's a very different playoff. Yeah. So I just, I just wanted to share with you guys um, how big this is Mm -hmm. this week coming up. Okay. So I'm going to mention all the teams that have over a 15% chance of making it to the playoffs. The reason why this over 15% matters is because now, instead of having one game, we have two. So some of these teams that are over 15%, if they win both their games, it jumps dramatically, right? So check this out and tell me this doesn't sound maddening. In the AFC East, the Bills are at 97% chance to make the playoffs. Patriots are at 93%. Dolphins, 23%. In the AFC North, we have the Bengals at 80%, Ravens at 28%. We say the Steelers and Browns are out of it, but they're in 14 and 13% respectively. So I thought I'd put that there, that technically the Steelers and the Browns are not out of it. Mm -hmm. Okay? In the AFC South, you have the Titans and the Colts both over 95%. The Chiefs are at 100% in the AFC West. Chargers at 37%, and the Raiders are still at 19%, which is crazy to me because, like, you know, Raiders haven't had the best year, um, but the the it's just these games yeah. are so close, especially in the West. Like, all the AFC West games have been entertaining so far. Just just wanted to put that out there. Um, and the, in the East, you have the Cowboys at 100%, Eagles at 61%. In the NFC North, you have the Packers at 100%, Vikings at 18%. In the, in the NFC South, you have the Bucks at 100%, the Saints at 34%. Now, in the NFC West, we have two teams at 100% with the Rams and Cardinals, and the 49ers are at 78%. And these numbers can change dramatically because a lot of these teams mm-hmm. are playing each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, this is, this is interesting for a lot of reasons. Not only is this extra game important – in terms of the playoff picture, but there's two industries right now that are absolutely thriving off of this. And this is the betting industry because bets are about to go crazy next week and fantasy football, because for the, we can say for the first time in a while as fantasy football players in this championship games that we have going on, every team is stacked and everybody is playing. Remember like the last couple of years, you've had to like, you know, maneuver because you had teams that are already there. They've already locked right. in their spot. You've already got your, your first round buys locked in. So there's some guys who wouldn't play. You know what I mean? There's yeah. some guys who wouldn't play like Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be playing next week, but Aaron Rodgers has to play. You ain't got no choice. You got to win this game. You need to you win need, this game. You need yeah, that number one you know seed, I mean? right? You know what I'm saying? You got, right. You got guys that wouldn't be playing. Tom Brady they the, probably they need the Cowboys be playing because, you know, do you yeah. see what I'm saying? So the Cowboys got to play. So you got big name players like a CD Lamb, uh, Mari Cooper. Uh, 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 who else is a is a fantasy stud? Josh Allen. He has to play. You know what I mean? Josh Allen probably be sitting his ass down. 
You know what I'm saying? But every one of these games matter. So these guys have to play. So these championship games are literally like, all right, bet. Like, I can play my full lineup because ain't none of these boys well, in I'm that. glad. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that's something we all cool. discussed, too, at the beginning of the season that we thought that this year is going to be more competitive. And it really is showing to be that way, you know, for the mm-hmm. most part across the board. You know, um, I mean, like I said, the AFC is still very unclear. Uh, but just so I can uh, continue on, the the NFC currently, as it sits, if the playoffs were to start today, you got um, the number one seed, the Packers. Uh, the two seed are the Cowboys. Three seed are the Rams. Four seed, the Bucks. Five seed, the Cardinals. Six seed, the 49ers. And the seven seed, the Eagles. Um, with, you know... Uh, uh, Minnesota, Atlanta, New Orleans, and technically still Washington, still in it, still having a shot. So it's, yeah, things are crazy. Wow. Um, but let's go through these games. We'll start things off with uh, the Thursday night football game. Uh, the Titans beat the 49ers 20 to 17. Um, Garoppolo has a torn ligament in his thumb i believe is that is that what it is nose so he's out is he going to try to is he out for the game or is he do you know if he's if he's playing or i think he's i think he's still put as questionable so okay so they haven't they haven't decided to sit him the rest of the year okay yeah Mm -mm. yeah i mean you got to think he's he's auditioning for wherever his next uh location is whether technically, whether whether technically it's still in San Fran, if they decide to extend him, or if it's uh, if it's elsewhere, you know the, the thing about Jimmy G is, um, and it and it's unfortunate because I've I've said this before, um, mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day he's still Tom Brady's backup, you know what I'm saying, and like I think he still gives that comparison to Tom Brady. Same way Mac Jones does, but for some reason we are a lot nicer to Mac Jones, and probably because he's a rookie, and because oh, Mac Jones is not, and because Tom Brady is not there, we have no, we don't got no choice but to be nice to Mac Jones. That's true. You know, what I mean, and and I mean, he's got crazy comparisons to Brady because for some reason every time we talk about Garoppolo, we talk about Brady. You know, what I mean, because remember Brady injured his thumb too, like his yeah, shit was cut that. the fuck up, and. And, you know, he played. So now people are like, well, what is Garoppolo going to do? And it's like, yo, that, that madness has got to stop. Mm-hmm. That boys have got to chill with that. The boys have got to chill. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I think I think it's not just an audition for, for what it is. I mean, we haven't seen a full body of work from Trey Lance yet. Um, but, you know, well, Trey Lance just to add a, a nugget to that, Kyle Shanahan said in his press conference that this uh, past month has been the best that he's seen Trey Lance look at practice. Like he hasn't played, but in, in practice, oh, he said that he's shit. playing some of his best football right now. So. Oh, oh shit. shit. Here we go. It's over with. Right. It's over with. It's over with. <laughs> Let him ball out. It's over for y'all. <laughs> Jimmy G better it's pack his bags. <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy G's got to go. That sucks. (laughs) That really sucks. You know what I mean? Because, like, damn. 
I mean, we might we might be seeing we might be seeing fucking Mahomes all over again. Don't let the door hit you on your way out, Pippin. We might be seeing we might be factoids. Let the door hit you on the way out, Jimmy. All right, but uh, Jimmy Jimmy G becoming Alex Smith. Yikes! Yep. Um, let's see. So moving on, the Packers beat the Browns 24-22 on Christmas. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, surpassed Brett Favre's um, Packers touching t- touching Packers touchdown record um, with 434 I want to say Something yeah like yeah it's like 434 444 it's in the I think it's so, 442 yeah, that's what it is yeah so 442 mm-hmm. um, so you know Rodgers has that record now with um, like 150 less interceptions uh, <laughs> way more, yeah, efficient, way more right? efficient um aaron Rodgers is playing excellent right now i think they said in the past 15 weeks um because you know week one they had that loss to the saints he threw two picks in that first week which is super uncharacteristic of him so in the past 15 weeks though his touchdown to interception ratio is 16 and a half to one and to put that and and to put that in perspective (laughs) the person who's number two on that list is kirk cousins it's kirk cousins right which is four to one so it goes from 16 and a half to one to four to one insane yeah so i mean in my opinion yes i am admittedly biased but He's it's Rogers for MVP back to back. Like it, <laughs> I'm sorry. And I love Jonathan Taylor. He's playing great. Brady's playing great. Um, unfortunately, Brady's in a situation where there's a lot of injuries on that team now. So him getting those numbers, it's gonna be tougher. It's gonna be tougher for him to get those numbers at this point. Uh not depending on that that depends on who he plays. True. You know you know who his last two who? opponents are this year? The Jets okay. and the Panthers. Okay. So, so he, so he's still in. That's why it's, it's next two weeks are going to make a really big difference. It's going to make next two weeks are going to call right. the MVP. Right. But I, think, much. I, I do believe it is a three man race because I do believe Jonathan Taylor deserves the respect to be there um, in that conversation because he has he has put that team on his back literally um, and has gotten them from starting one and five to beating the the top dogs in both conferences um you know having knocked off the the patriots and this past week the the cardinals um so i yeah they're 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 out here facts um and yeah the browns sorry they had a, a million covid injuries so they couldn't do anything about that um now they Baker have still threw four picks. Yeah, Baker threw four picks. So they're lucky that the score wasn't worse than what it was. Um you know the thing about it is is I have just one ahead. name to say. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that is a baller. So what would you guys um uh, wow. If you're the GM for the Browns, what do you do this offseason? Do you would in, in, in regard to Baker? Are are you like okay? You know what? Because because you got to think he's brought you to a playoff game and you won. 
you won a playoff game with Baker, but you've also seen these valleys with Baker. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Do you try do you try to make right. it work or you think you've seen enough at this point and it's time to move on? All right, so check me out. <clears throat> couple of things, couple of things we gotta notice here. And I'm I'm happy you asked this because this was actually something I wanted to talk about. Guys, please feel free to agree or disagree with me here, okay? We got to look at the full scenario. Look at the full situation as as we'd like to talk about it, okay? Let's talk about first, I think when it comes to being a good owner, I think you've got to know where and how your team lies and how they play or whatever the case may be, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. I think first and foremost, when we're talking about the Browns, we've got to talk about the Cleveland Browns, okay? Now, Number one, beyond anything else, let's talk about the organization. The organization is valued at $2.6 billion, okay? On the list, as far as, if, as far as valuation is concerned, okay, the Cleveland Browns are number 29 on the list. They are number 29. The only teams they're ahead of is the Detroit Lions, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Buffalo Bills. Now, these four cities got something in common, which is nobody wants to go there. Nobody and, wants and to be traded. Never won a championship, right? Okay? Neither one of those teams have never won a championship. And the Bills have been to four Super Bowls, but the Bills did something as far as, you know, they drafted all of those guys. Most of those guys they didn't get off trades, okay? Now, when we're talking about major sports teams as far as, like, market size is concerned, interestingly enough, Cleveland is number 19. You know who's number 18? Miami-Fort Lauderdale. But the difference between Miami-Fort Lauderdale and Cleveland is all of those cities. <laughs> that city people want to go to Miami. We don't care about the market size. We want to hang out in South Beach, right? But Cleveland isn't going to attract no big-name star. Okay, no offense, OBJ went over there because, you know, Jarvis was Cleveland was, was the bounce-back city to get there. It was, Jarvis was there, but he also knew it was a great place for him to bounce back to go to the next place that he wanted to go to. All right, now, let's talk about prospects. The top 10 quarterback prospects from 10 to 1 right now is Sam Hartman from Wake Forest, Caleb Ellaby, or Ellaby from Western Michigan, Desmond Riddler from Cincinnati, Bailey Zapp from Western Kentucky, Will Levis from Kentucky, Malik Willis from Liberty, Sam Howell from North Carolina, Carson Strong from Nevada, Matt Coral from Ole Miss, and um, Pickett, Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh, 10 to 1, respectively. None of these guys are guaranteed ball players. So right now, in the situation that you have, Baker is your best option. But Baker isn't worth over $30 million a year. So Baker's going to have to understand, hey, it's probably not going to get much better than this. We'll give you about $20, $21, 22000000 $22 but you give us the opportunity to pick up some of these guys through free agency. We still got a pretty loaded team. We just need to, you know, make some moves here and there. But we got some guys for the long term. Let's just build on what we have. You see what I'm saying? 
So I think Cleveland needs to do all in their power to find the cheapest way to keep Baker because I don't know anybody who's really going to get on like that, to be real. I mean, is there any big-name quarterbacks that are going to be Well, that's what I'm saying, unless they join the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Deshaun Watson's not going to Cleveland. Is um, is Tannehill a free agent? Mm, that's a good question. Who? I do not know. It's, it's, Brian it's, Tannehill. Oh, oh, um, well, that is a good question. Actually, I felt like they extended him, didn't they? I feel I like he recently so. signed like that. They might, they I might thought, have, yeah. They might I have. Thought, and I thought it was like it wasn't any a crazy deal, but I thought it was like a three year extension or some shit. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. And if I am, oh well. Right. Big right. facts. He plays for the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm going back. I'm going back to the Titans. Yes, me. Right, I know, because grass ain't green. And, oh well, you saw how he, where he was in Miami. <laughs> Facts. I mean, I'm I don't know, bro. I I just I think like you're there. The Cleveland are in a spot right now. I think you don't give him a long term deal either. But you know what I'm saying? They, I think like you did. Just... They pick up his option because if they picked up his fifth year option. Ooh, I, have then... no, I, I have no idea. Because if they picked up a fifth year option, then they have him for it's kind of like what they did with um, Jameis or what they did with Mariota. They let them play out their fifth year option, and then if the guy's not good, you get rid of him. You know. Facts. I mean, and that that's probably what they're going to have to do because I don't know if they're going to get a better quarterback. That's that's the main thing is you're you're not supposed to get worse. You're supposed to get better. And a lot of teams make this mistake over and over and over and over again where they let these guys go and they don't do better. And it's just like, fam. Well, look at the Broncos. What are we doing here? Exactly. Exactly, bro. Like, what are what are we really doing here, dog? Come on, Browns. Don't make that mistake. Don't, don't get cocky don't be, now. Don't be those don't guys. Don't get cocky now. Yeah, don't be cocky now. Don't, don't All right, be cocky. So let's, uh, let's move on. Um, so the evening game on Christmas was the Colts beating the Cardinals 22-16. Um, entertaining game to watch. Um, you know, like I've, I've been saying the past few shows, I've kind of gotten invested in the Colts a little bit uh, from watching Hard Knocks. Um, just because, you know, you get to see these guys and, you know, the, the work that they put in and, you know, I like Frank Reich, their head coach. I, Jonathan Taylor seems like a great dude. Um, Darius Leonard is hilarious. Um, like, I don't know, you start getting invested in these people. So, like, it's, it's cool to see, you know, them fighting for the playoffs here. And, unfortunately, they play the Raiders this week. Uh, so, I won't be rooting for them this week. But uh, if they do happen to make the playoffs, uh, I will be rooting for them. Um but yeah, they're, they're playing well. They're playing on all cylinders. Uh, Carson did go down with the COVID uh, protocols or whatever, but they have amended those protocols uh, because the CDC kind of laxed a little bit. So now the NFL is laxing. So instead of a 10-day uh, mandatory um, you know, wait period for unvaccinated players, um, it's 
five days, regardless of vaccination status, and you don't even have to test negative, you just have to be showing no symptoms. So, so basically, as I mean, long as you're not listen. self-reporting symptoms, you can play after five days. Exactly. So, so Carson exactly. will be playing on Sunday. Unless he's visibly yeah. ill. And I think... Th- Right. And I think I think that's the way it should be. Honestly, like <laughs> Omicron going around crazy. Omicron everybody yeah, at this point. Yeah, Omicron Omicron going crazy. Um the thing about it too is is like at the end of the day, guys, you know, these are professional athletes. You know, I, I do think and, and and this has been a discussion that I've gotten in. And you know, maybe it's just me, you know, being like, hey, maybe maybe it won't be so bad. But I feel as though if you're on a team, you're not going to put your team at risk so you can play. Right. Me personally. So I feel like if you know you're sick, you're sick, get the hell out. I could be wrong, but I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I feel like it's not college. College and high school is a little different because college, you try and go to the pros. High school, you try to go to college. So you might be a little selfish and be like, yeah, I feel terrible, but I'm playing today. You got me fucked up if you think I'm not going to play so I don't get no more, so I can get more film out here. I can see that. However, I just, I personally, I just don't see that. I don't see that happening in the NFL. I could be wrong. Who knows? Um, And then, you know, on the flip side, uh, the Cardinals just, I don't know, they've, they look lethargic out there. Like, I, I don't know if it's, you know, because Kyler missed a little bit of time or because, you know, Hopkins is missing time. Like, I, I don't know. I think they – I think they've realized how much they need um, D-Hop. They have been struggling. So – Because, like – Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, because like when you think about like the game, like I when I think about D Hop, you know, D Hop is demanding two or three, you know, two defenders down the mm-hmm. field every time, you know, or you know, you know, or you know, he's get he's he's getting more attention every 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 time he's on the field. You're looking you're looking at ten, right? So then that opens up a lot for you know these other players to get you know. You know that opens up for James Conner or Chase Edmonds. You know all these other guys, Kyler. You know, so without that, I feel like that kind of um, it slows their offense down, and they kind of haven't realized they haven't found another guy to do that role. So let's talk about let's talk about the importance of D Hop. Um, so you're absolutely right about the attention um, being there. That's going to play a major part. Um, but here's the thing you got to understand about Hopkins beyond what he does to affect the defense. We got to talk about what he does to affect the offense. D hop is the guy that wasn't just your best athlete, but he was also your best security blanket. Um, D hop was the guy that made those five yards, six yard, seven yard catches. We know D hop for the, big play, the jump balls, the up tops, the one hand, but we really don't talk about the rest of his game, which is just as important. I mean, to be honest with you, I think it's him and Devontae, and that's really about it. When you want to talk about a well-rounded receiver, and here's the craziest part, we don't talk about his blocking. Yeah. He's a good blocker. 
So you're taking away not just your best offensive player, you arguably could be taking away your best football player, right? Because now, you know, we kind of saw a resurgence of A.J. Green. A.J. Green seeing double teams now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now you can use your best nickel guy and you can put him on a Kirk or Rondell Moore and you ain't got to worry about it no more because Moore was dangerous lined up next to D-Hop. Kirk was dangerous lined up next to D-Hop because yeah. now you're sitting here like, oh shit, like we got to respect D-Hop. So pick your poison. Pick your poison. Who's catching the ball out of those two? I'll ask you guys as a defensive coordinator. If you got a three receiver set and you're looking at Kirk, Moore, and D Hop lined up in trips, which one do you not D-hop. want to get the ball? Yeah, I don't want For D-hop. me, it's Hopkins. Oh, definitely D Hop. Definitely D Hop. You see what I'm saying? Uh, so now, go ahead, bro. No, because like at any moment, D Hop can score. Yeah. My point exactly. My point exactly. So that's why I'm looking like when you look at when you look at the Packers and you got a trip set and you got Adams and you got Valdez, Scottling, and mm-hmm. you got Lazard, who don't you want to take the ball? Who are you okay with catching the 20, 25 yard long pass? Because if Lazard catches the ball, you might be you might be able to make a play right. on it and stop him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Kirk and Moore but, might be one of the faster guys on the field. But yeah, so that's an exception. They're not as but, guaranteed as, as Hawkins. You know what but I'm saying? But they're not, yeah, they might not go to distance every time or as frequently. Exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, and like, and that's the thing. That's exactly. that's the thing. You know what I mean? He, he hurts. He hurts a lot. He hurts a lot. He hurts a lot. He hurts a lot. <laughs> um, hey, yo. That's what I've been saying. Uh, <laughs> um, hey, yo. Moving right along. <laughs> All right. I'm just kidding. I don't uh, the Falcons beat the Lions 20 to 16. Because why not? Um, the Jared Goff, huh? Jared Goff didn't even yeah, play. Yeah, facts. Um, the Bengals beat the Ravens 41 uh, 21. The Ravens had a depleted roster. Uh, they played with a third string quarterback, or was it somebody who wasn't even on like their, like, it was like somebody like they just called up or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they played with Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson I guess, just played on. Josh Johnson played. Yeah, on the he wasn't even year. able to. He wasn't even he able to practice with them. Like he literally just no, showed up and he, tried to make it work. This is like his ninth professional yeah. team, and he still didn't play bad. Yeah, fast. <laughs> like I think he had three hundred yards. Like <laughs> real shit. Like Buddy was not a scrub out here. Um. The Rams beat the Vikings 30-23. to um, The Bills beat the Patriots 33-21 uh, to even the series between the two of them this year. I mean, that was, that was expected to happen. Um, I did not see the Patriots sweeping the Bills. I mean, the Bills are just as good of a football team, if not a better football team. I mean, if you ask me, I think they are the better football team. No bias. Um, 
So yeah, I just I, if we would have won twice, I would have been like, all right, there's some weird shit going on. But um, Patriots played as well as they could possibly play. You know, what I mean, the Bills played an emotional mm-hmm. game. They were fired up. They were inspired. They were embarrassed. So they felt like this is what they had to do. And I will say this much. I don't know how much he'll come around in the next coming of years, but Josh Allen Loki is a problem. Oh, for sure. Like I, I, I can't say high key just because I don't think there's enough people singing praises of him yet, but watching that game, Patriots defense is not an easy Bro, defense to, to take advantage they... of. And Josh Allen did the damn well, look, thing. Look how much he's evolved yeah, since his rookie season. Like, Exactly. He's yeah. He's he's his a, development he's a problem. level is nuts. He's a like. problem, and that arm, his arm strength is off the charts. Like we'd love to, you know. I'm not going to get on too much of a banter here, but I will say this: media and press, please get off Pat Mahomes. Please, <laughs> I'm begging y'all because y'all gonna make me. Did y'all really gonna? Are they make gonna me make you like lose your mind up in here? Because. Up in here, real talk. Right, I was waiting for him to say. I like, I like how you did that, bro. Thirty-five points to you. You're winning today. Um, you know, fact of the matter is, bro. Like Josh Allen is making all of these throws, and he's showing all of this amazing arm strength, and we ain't saying shit. And and it's not just it's not just Josh Allen because I see Matt Stafford with no look passes. I see Lamar Jackson with sidearm throws. I see Josh Allen with three-quarter throws and side throws and overhead throws and double-clutch throws, and we ain't saying nothing. I ain't even seen it on social media. Let Mahomes do any of those passes. Up-and-coming MVP. Fuck out of here, bro. Josh Allen is really that guy, bro. And they better not use an excuse, oh, he plays in Buffalo. Fuck out of here. I don't hear that shit. Shit, Buffalo's very hard to play in weather-wise. And he's he's really doing his thing. Like, this ridiculous, bro. Like, put some love on Josh Allen's name, man. Shit. Okay. That's all. Uh, Anything else about this game that we need to discuss? No? Put some love on his name. Father, hold me close. Don't let me down. Jets beat the Jaguars 26-21. No discussion needed. Neither team had a head coach. Uh, They both are the worst. So, there's that. Um, The coaches was dead. It's like it would have made a difference if the coaches was dead either way. Um. (laughs) <laughs> the Eagles beat the Giants 34 to 10. Um, they've definitely gone more run heavy. I think it helps that now that Miles Sanders is back um, in order to do that. But Jalen Hurts is, is playing well. Um, they're, they're playing well in general. Um, and they're, they're doing their damnedest to try to sneak in these playoffs. So this is, this is what I, this is what I'll say about, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. You don't need to. Um, <laughs> All right. Who was we talking about again? 
Eagles run game is impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I said it helps that they have Miles Sanders back. But they don't have No, he's dead back. That's back. What I'm saying it helps that he's that he's back now. Yeah, but he, he hurt his hand though. So I think he's out next week. Well shit. <laughs> Jalen Hurts about to go for one fifty. They about to go to wing T football, bitch. All right. Um the Bucks beat the Panthers thirty two to six. Okay. Um. <laughs> like okay, they, okay, they okay, okay. Cam and Sam Darnold and equally, equally bad results. Yeah, update. Cam yeah, still sucks. Yeah, but Cam is still <laughs> Buddha, man. That's wild to me, dog. Like I know because really we because we've been so like team Cam. Cam. <laughs> That's whole thing. Bro, yeah. I've been like, team. Oh. I've been team Cam since we started Facts, this damn bro. podcast. What the fuck? <laughs> and, uh, and, and I and I got I've got to say, I'm yeah, he should have never said that. He should have just scored the touchdown and gave the ball back. He really had a soft touch. He was like, "I'm back." I was like, "Because well, oh, they, they, they beat the Cardinals too." Like, I think that was the Cardinals' first loss. Exactly. Every first touchdown back. Like that nigga ain't even wait for a track record of good play. Like he just scored one touchdown. And was like, oh yeah, MVP here. Did he only play like five snaps that game too? Yeah, he played wow. six. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just not, just not on your like, uh, fuck out of here. Niggas claim the fame on that team right now is I've scored a Russian touchdown in every game. I've been back. I mean. Yeah. Hey, that's the fullback then, bitch. I, I, big deal. When you big ass to tight end or something, bitch, because quarterback ain't it, boy. I don't know what happened. Get to your arm. That shit grits, cause that boy <laughs> not accurate, boy. That nigga be throwing some shit, be having me like Jameis. No. Bruh, real talk. He there's definitely some passes he's had where I've been like, who, who did you see? Jim, is that you? <laughs> who did you see? <laughs> like, <laughs> but he be throwing some bullshit. And then Sam Donald will get in there and throw two dimes and then throw some bullshit. How you really feel, bro? Oh, not good. Not good. All right. Um, Cam, gonna tell you how to see him, bro. So the Texans beat the Chargers 41 uh, 29. Uh, upset of the week. Um, hop, hop on the Davis, Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Boy. Uh, he's had the most 300, uh, 300 yard football games uh, out of any rookie this year. Who'd have thunk it? Hey Nels, do Nels, do me a favor. Run What's back up, those, that list of quarterbacks for me. The list of running backs for uh, college. Yeah, the top ten list, bro. For the rookie boys, let's see NFL. Well, let me look it up. I got to get it back. So go ahead and keep talking. My bad. Who are you, any are are you picking any of those quarterbacks over Davis Mills? No, after, after what he's proving, no, against, 
No, he's for, not. Formidable defenses? No. Sam Hartman, Caleb Ellaby, Desmond no. Riddler, uh, Bailey Zapp, Will Levis, um, uh, Malik Willis, yeah. Sam Howell, Carson Strong, Matt Coral, Kenny Pickett. None of those guys are instant starters. Davis Mills is really like that, though, no cap. Yeah, he got potential, bro. He really do. He really, really does. I mean, like, right now, for what it's worth, I mean, he's doing the damn thing, bro. I mean, because when you really think about it, I mean, they're not – I mean, uh, I I was going to say that they weren't built to be trash, but they are kind of built to be trash. Like, they were initially built to be a playoff contender. But then I don't know what the fuck happened when he um, O'Brien just traded everybody. But then um, the current update, I mean, they got like a few pieces, you know, like the offensive line is not terrible, you know. They Like, you know, Rex Burkett had 150 yards last week, you know. Not like it's a fluke or like it might be a fluke or something. But, you know, they got some pieces there. So, and I mean. I mean, Rex, Bur- Rex Burkett has always been decent. Yeah, I, mean, I never, I never associated him with trash. You know what I mean? And I mean, for for what is worth, you know, the Texans winning four games. That's that's not bad. That's higher than expectation, right? Yeah. Because Buddha, what was he? It was zero seventeen, yeah, right? Want any of that? You had them. At, we had yeah. them at zero seventeen, right? <laughs> I mean, they've only won four games, though, so it's not like we were far off. So let's, let's calm down a little bit. Um, yeah, calm down. Just don't, just don't yeah, get don't, them. Any don't start, throw, don't start like, throwing them. A, nah, don't start throwing them afraid. Because yeah, like they, they've only won four games. I said they all right. Like they. Yeah, we're still yeah, talking about the seconds. We're about to move on though. Shit. Why? All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking so, of, <laughs> they they lost to the Bears, um, 25-24. They gave up two ten point yep. leads. Yeah, that's just wild. Are, uh, they're out of it. Oh, they said this is the um, Russell Wilson's yep. first losing season since his junior that's year in college, bro. Sheesh. Oh, that was over twelve yep. years ago. <laughs> This shit is crazy, bro. Because the man was a whole grad transfer. Oof. All right. Um, the Chiefs beat the Steelers 36 to 10. Steelers playing horrible, but somehow still in it. Um, yeah, Big Ben, Big Ben, so he's done. He's done, 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 done. Um, he's got. He's gotta go. go. Like it's at this point, you gotta go, but dog. <laughs> Um, the Raiders beat the Broncos 17-13. Broncos had Drew Locke, so it wasn't really a shock there. Um, yeah, Raiders have been fortunate enough to play two backup quarterbacks two weeks in a row. Hopefully Carson uh, won't clear protocols and, you know, we'll be able to take on another backup quarterback on Sunday, even though it won't really matter because, you know, Jonathan Taylor is still a person that exists. Um <laughs> On Sunday Night Football, the Cowboys beat Washington 56-14. to 14. Um, They put up numbers. Awesome. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're still the Cowboys. So, 
All right. We'll see. And I mean, honestly, to me, it wasn't again. I and I really like. I don't know. I just it just wasn't impressive. Like, although you know, like they did, like yes, like I mean, like last Sunday was like I'm not gonna lie, like last Sunday against Washington mm-hmm. was impressive. Well, also you got to think about it. You know, Heineke didn't play. Um, I don't think McLaurin played. That that's the offense right there. You know, I don't. I don't. Um, Gibson probably. I don't know. If, you know, he's he's been dealing with turf mm-hmm. toe all season, so he probably didn't play either. I don't know. Nels, you had him, or you haven't. You had him in your fantasy team, right? Or, Who's that? Um, Antonio Gibson. No, I don't have Antonio Gibson. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, he but he he played, but you could tell that he was hindered. Yeah, like so. You know, like you got. You know, they're not. They're not good. They're not beating the the Packers of the worlds or, you know, these top tier teams, you know, they're playing, they're playing the AFC East. They're playing the AFC East. Come on. Like, it's not like, you know, they're, you know, I, I just, I, I'm just not impressed. Um, I'll say this. At first, when this when this came to be, um, I was looking at the Cowboys in a similar situation. And bear with me, so I can explain it because I already know I'm gonna get some high raises. I compared them in the same situation as the New England Patriots of the past. They're in a weak division, and they're winning the games that they're supposed to win. And, you know, the one thing that we can say is for the Patriots, the one thing that they always had to their advantage was that they played in a weak division. And, I mean, we had games where we would play weak teams that got even weaker because their starting quarterback wouldn't play. Um, However, the problem with this Dallas team is at this point is that they have not necessarily – I won't say they haven't shown up. They've won the game. They have won some games where they played, like, decent teams um mm-hmm. but you know the question is are they going to show up in the playoffs is that's the problem is, because that's gonna show up exactly yeah. because their losses their losses right now um are to the broncos and the those chiefs, have all been on deck broncos chiefs um who else did they lose to the raiders and yeah. they have one more loss, don't they? They lost or is four. That it? Uh, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Bucks. Yeah, Buccaneers, right? Yeah, yes. the Bucks. So teams they can see in the playoffs. Crazy. So right, right. <laughs> now all teams here, that they could potentially see. But this is true. This is true. Um, so my thing here is: is <laughs> are they going to be able to show up? No. You know what I mean, and 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 you know, even though we blame Dak, I feel like we know what Dak has been for years now. We know we know what this is. We know the vibes with Dak. We know the vibes with Dak. Like Dak plays well when you give him a good running game. Well, sure. That's just mm-hmm. that's just it. You're not wrong. Um, and then Monday Night Football, the Dolphins beat the Saints. Um, what was that score? My bad. I think it was 20 to three. 20 to three. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a mess. Ian Book was yeah. the starting quarterback for the Saints. He was not good. Um, yeah. Not even close. But, you know, congrats to the Dolphins. They're currently in the seventh uh, seed. They just need to win out. So we'll we'll see if they can do that. They do have to play the Titans this week and the Patriots next week. So we'll, we'll see how that goes for them. But I do think that um, – we need to start uh, giving Jalen Waddle a little bit more praise in the pod. Uh, you know, I feel like honestly, like the offense, they're not the um, the rookie of the year, like offensive rookie of the year. Mm, is I don't know about that one. At, I think J. I, I think Jalen Waddle nice is. with it though. I I feel like because Jamar Chase has not played particularly well in the past. I'm talking about Mac. I'm, t- I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm talking it's about not. Matt it's Jones. not all right. It may it could but be I, Matt. But his last few games haven't been all that. Yeah, either. you know. So I feel like it's not. It's not guaranteed for that position for sure either. That award. I don't know. Because like, think about this. about this? Call it. If they like, if they like, let's say the Patriots lose, lose both games. There's. Does he still does he still win? No, I feel like Jamar Chase gets it then based on how high his last two games go. But that's why I'm asking, like, who would be somebody else? Uh, I feel like Jalen Waddle. Jalen Jalen Waddle really is up at the end of the year. Every game, he's averaged nine catches, ninety yards, and a and a score pretty much in every game he's played this year. I think that's better numbers than what, you know, Jamar Chase has been putting up in total, like in average, in averaging. Like, he's had big games, yes. But, like, in terms of average, I feel like, you know, in terms of, like, best rookie wide receiver, he's he's been close to that, in my opinion. I mean, Waddle really doing his thing, bro. And he's on a team where he's, I mean, he's pretty much the principal guy that you're worried about. Honestly, like Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase to me is a byproduct. Like he's really good, but he can't, you can't afford to double Jamar because when you double Jamar, remember you still got Tyler Boyd and you still got T Higgins. You see what I'm saying? So like, I think that because of that, you kind of got to take Jamar out of the picture. You got to look at a guy like Devonde, like Smith, and you got to look at a guy like Waddle I mean, Waddle, although he's averaging 9.6 yards per catch, I mean, that says something. It's because he's not getting any long balls. So he's really creating on the go. Like he's getting these short passes and he's getting nine yards on these catches. You know what I'm saying? And and he's doing his thing. I mean, and they're giving him the ball in a variety of different ways. Like to me, he's kind of, they're using him similar to how they use, you know, Edelman. He gets the ball in a variety of different ways, and they just want to put the ball in his hands and watch him produce. I don't know, bro. I feel like Jitter's up there. I agree. We'll see how it all shakes out these last two weeks. Who, I'm you, off, got, who you said I'm you got, off, Buddha? I'm off a of Team Waddle on this one, though. I ain't going to lie to you. I like, I like Waddle for Rookie of the Year. If Depending on it, these next – Depending on the last two weeks, right? Game, because I feel like it makes – it's going to make these next two weeks very interesting. 
Because, like, I feel like if he balls out these last two weeks, he could sneak in. Sure. I'm not. I'm not disputing. I mean, who who you like? I got Matt like Jones. Jordan? They play. They. they yeah, play, I like. They play the Jazz like this Jones. week, and then they finish up with the Dolphins next week. Yeah, that's 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 the yeah. perfect game for him to close it out. That's a perfect game for him to close that out. I can see Mac Jones. I can see. I can see Mac Jones. No cap. Nobody. Especially if they have a better season than the Dolphins, it's like you can't really give Waddle that. If I mean if, Mac Jones, Mac then, Jones is a little bit more responsible then for the, the audience's success. The Bengals are going to have it tough because the Bengals have the Chiefs this week, so Jamar's going to have a row. It's, it's, it's not going to be easy for him. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're the right. Chiefs defense, completely, dude. completely off topic. What about what the Chiefs turnaround. defense, boy? Has has Spags got it together? Like after week six, like after week six, that boy Spags. Hey, listen, bro. Hey, that Chiefs defense is stupid. (laughs) Crazy, bro. And like these are young guys, bro. Like, like that are really like holding it down. Like the Nick Bowens of the world, the Willie Gays. Like Bruh. these guys are first and second year players, bro. They're so good, and and I mean they're playing. They're not playing bums. No, I mean they're playing some good ass teams, right. bro. Like no no offense in the AFC West is like bumming, bro. All right, we oh, gotta yeah. we gotta keep it we gotta keep it pushing. Uh, we can talk about this more next week. Um, so we'll talk about good. you more next um, week. So the picks, the results of our picks from week 15, uh, we don't have picks from week 16 for some reason. Um, that's all right. We, we took a bye week as a podcast um, with the picks. So we'll, we'll just go up from there. Uh, but for week 15, Willie, you had won the week. You went 15 and one on your picks. The only game you didn't is because you were loyal to the Seahawks and you took them over the Rams uh, two weeks ago. Willie been on a Willie right. been on the tear lately. Um, Nels, 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 you came in second. You went eleven and five. I went ten and six, and then That's Dylan went seven and nine. Yeah, I've been ass late. I've been ass lately. Um, so the the order for this week, Man, I need to start going to the sports. The, the order for this week is going to be <laughs> Willie, Nels, myself, and then Dylan. Uh, there are no Thursday games. So, starting out the Sunday slate, we have the seven and eight Falcons at the nine and six Bills. Willie, the Bills, Nels. I, I got, got the Bills, Bills baby. Well. Dylan, uh, I got the Bills. All right, the four and eleven Giants at the five and ten Bears. Willie, Nels. Bears. You said Giants the Bears and the Bears. Ooh, ah, uh, ooh, ooh. Uh, let's <laughs> go Bears. I'm gonna take the Bears as well, Dylan. Bears. The eleven and four Chiefs at the nine and six Bengals. Chiefs. Chiefs, baby. Chiefs. Dylan. Chiefs. Uh the eight and seven Dolphins at the ten and five Titans. Willie. Dolphin. Dolphins, baby. 
Dylan. All right. Titan. Um, the eight and seven oh Raiders at the nine and six Colts. Willie. Colts. You know, I'm going Raiders here, man. I'm going. I'm going Let's Colts. Make it interesting, Dylan. Colts. Okay. I mean Raiders. Raiders. Um, the two and thirteen Jaguars at the nine and six Patriots. Uh, Willie. Patriots. Nels is going Patriots. I'm going Patriots. You Dylan already know the vibes, baby. You ain't got to sing my name. All right. Um, the 11 and 4 Bucks at the 4 and 11 Jets. Is anybody going Jets? No. Okay. No. no. Um, <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> the, the 8 and 7 Eagles at the 6 and 9 Washington football team. Willie. Nels. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Eagles. Dylan. Eagles. Four Rams at the eight and seven Ravens. Willie. Got the Rams. No. Lamar still hurt. No. Ramsito. Rams is Ram. Okay. The seven and eight Broncos at the eight and seven Chargers. Uh, Willie. I got the Chargers, but in a close one. Nose. Chargers. Chargers. Dylan. Chargers. Four and eleven Texans at the eight and seven Forty Niners. Willie. Forty Niners. Niners. Dylan. The ten and five Cardinals at the eleven and four Cowboys. Willie. Cardinals. Boys. Go Cardinals here. It's a bounce back game for them. Dylan. Cowboys. The 5 and 10 Panthers at the 7 and 8 Saints. Willie. Um, No. Saints. Saints. Done. Saints. Uh, the two twelve and one Lions at the five and ten Seahawks. Ah, oh, Willie, what are you gonna do? You've been you've been going with both these teams all year. <laughs> I'm, I'm going uh, okay. with the Seahawks. Nels. <laughs> Seahawks. Done. All right. Sunday night football. The seven and eight Vikings at the twelve and three Pack. Oh wait! Can I make? Can you make what? <laughs> Sorry. Don't no. You interrupted. You might as well finish now. Can you make what? <laughs> I was gonna say, can I make a prediction? For... Um, I want to say that um, on Black Monday, that Pete Carroll is fired. Okay. We're gonna have to see about that one. Mm. Um. So the seven and eight Vikings at the twelve and three Packers. Willie. Packers. Packers. No. Packers. Back show, baby. And Packers. Uh, Monday night football, the seven and eight Browns at the seven, seven and one Steelers. Willie. Steelers. No. 
Steelers. Steelers. I'm gonna go Browns. I think I think that defense you know, is gonna be all up in Big Ben shit the whole game. You know, I'm thinking about it and Big Ben. Uh, I'm going Browns. I'm going Browns. Big Ben has not been that guy. <laughs> maybe maybe you'll have one of those flashback games that really do some shit. But uh, I just feel like during when they play the AFC North, I feel like he just plays. We're gonna find out. We gonna see. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get through this college football stuff. Um, we are in the in the thick of bowl season. Into the thick of it. The uh, the fifty bowls or however many fucking bowl games it is this year. It is an unreal amount. Oversaturation of bowl games. Can we talk about that uh, for a little bit? Let's let's make it. Let's make it a little games. bit. I do yes. not like this. It I'm gonna get the exact count. So yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Keep going, bro. Like I'm just tired of seeing the the same old bowl games. Um, beyond that, you know, like it's just like some of these games aren't even exciting, bro. Can we talk about how UF lost lost to UCF, bro? Oh, uh, Dylan actually, Dylan actually told me something really interesting about it when we talked about it at uh, what was that Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, tell. Go ahead, go ahead. Say the same thing that you you saying to me. I agree. I feel like pretty much it's not that UCF's good. We're just you. UF's just not there. UF's not good. No. Well, U- yeah. UCF is is one of those on the cusp power five type of teams, and UF right now is just not it. Like, Agreed. Point blank. And I, and I don't think Emory helped us out. You know, that's in that last game. I don't know what. That fourth quarter was. What is their love? What is their whole love relationship with Emory in the first place? Well, it was because originally he was Dan Mullen's recruit. And, you know, he was this, like, you know, this guy from LaGrange, which is, like, I guess it's close to Jacksonville or whatever. And he was supposed to be, like, you know, the next great, you know, UF QB. But, I mean, pretty mid to me. (laughs) Mid. Is why he's transferring, but uh, I think it's just like you know, the program it's like when you get in a new coach and all those things happen, you know, you can't really you can't really expect to be you can't expect to win, you know, these these important games when you're going through a transition like this. But yeah. shout, to, shout to UCF, though, shout True. to uh, you know, my little brother in law, appreciate. <laughs> I mean, listen. I say this much: kickoffs and stuff. If if this is if if we see UCF make it to a Power Five conference within the next couple of years, that was it. We'll see. This was the this was the game that gave them consideration because you know this is a local this is a local Power yeah. Five team. You know what I'm saying? This is supposed to be one of the big three. You know what I mean? And now this has become a consistent thing. And to be honest with you, they said in the last 10 years, if I'm not mistaken, and hopefully I can find it because I didn't save it, the only other program that has more wins in the last 10 years in the state of Florida outside of uh, UCF was Florida State. Mm. So that's something that is something that you have to take into consideration. I found it. 
So, if you look at the overall records, okay, we'll go through UCF first, then Florida State, then Florida, then the U. Overall record for UCF, 103 and 50. Um, last 10 bowl games, they were six and four. Top 25 finishes, five. Top 10 finishes, two. 10 win seasons, six. Conference titles, five. BCS New Year's Six Bowl wins, two of them. And yeah, we'll leave it at that. For the Florida State Seminoles, 104 wins, 50 losses. So that gives them a one-win edge on UCF. They're 6-3 and three in their last 10 bowl games, because remember one year they didn't get there. Seven top 25 finishes, four top 10 finishes, six 10-win seasons, three conference titles, three BCS um, New Year's Six bowl wins, and a national title. The Florida Gators are 95 and 57, six and four in their last 10 bowl games, six top 25 finishes, three top 10 finishes, four 10 win seasons, no conference titles, two BCS New Year's six bowl wins, no national titles. The U, 90 and 61, one and eight in their last 10 bowl games, three top 25 finishes, zero top 10 finishes, one 10 win seasons, no conference titles, no BCS New Year's six bowl wins, and no national championships. And the Canes, I think their bowl game was canceled this year. So UCF is worthy of deserving of mention locally here, to be honest with you. So shout out shout, shout out. out to them boys. Um, all right. Well, there are 42 bowl games, by the way. That's, in, that's including the two playoff Holy games. Shit. That's not as many as I it's thought. A fucking, it's a fuck ton. That's all I know. I mean, I think they need to change. They need I mean, to change also like, um, the winning, uh, the winning things from six to eight. Need eight wins well, to be bowl eligible. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I, no, I, yeah, I think that would be a good thing. I mean, because when you think about it, if there was one, if like we just add, like you know, or you know, just one game. Or something like that, because I think you've seen like how, like you know, a lot of these teams have flexed the game at the beginning, where you so that you know they play a FCS school and then they go winless in the conference, or you know they win four games in the conference, or five games, and that one FCS game happens to be their sixth win or whatever, you know. So maybe you change a lot of conferences. Like, you have to win six games within your conference. Yeah, I mean, that that matters. I think eight wins matters, bro. At least. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. If there, unless there's anything else, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about these playoff games, but if you want to knock these other picks out of the way. Let's do it. All right. Let's knock them out. So, to recap the first part of the bowl games uh, that we were able to pick, we also took a bye, a bye week on this past week of games for the most part. Um, but in part one of the bowls, uh, I won that week. I went 10 and 4. Dylan went 8 and 6. Nels went 7 and 7. Willie went 5 and 9. Um, Shit. So the second part here, I am going to, I'm, <laughs> like damn. Man. Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Run, run through those again. Wait, what? <laughs> nah, so, nah, shut what? up, bro. You ain't got to run through those again, bro. Yes, run I through those one more time, bro. 
Fuck you, now. Dylan went nice. eight and six. Nelsie mm. went seven and seven. And mm. uh, Willie went five and nine. So I guess I guess just don't go to the sports books uh, for college. Yeah, for college. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the lessons right. we're learning here. Um, right. That's all right. <laughs> hey, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. All right. So um, for these first few, I'm going to quickly go through that we I already have your picks on, so it's too late to change them at this point. Whatever you told me, it's locked in because um, these games haven't happened yet or are currently happening. Um, the Alamo Bowl, Oregon versus Oklahoma. Me, Willie, and Dylan took Oklahoma. Nels took Oregon. Um, for the Mayo Bowl, uh, UNC versus South Carolina. <laughs> we all took UNC. The Music City Bowl, Tennessee versus Purdue. Nels, Willie, and Dylan took Tennessee. I took Purdue. Um, in the Peach Bowl, uh, Pitt versus Michigan State. We all took Michigan State. Um, and in the Las Vegas Bowl, Wisconsin versus Arizona State. Me, Nels, and Dylan took Wisconsin. Willie took Arizona State. And now we are here um, at our current picks that we will be making. Um, and it's going to be the same order. Willie, Nels, me, and then Dylan. So the Gator Bowl. Number 17, Wake Forest versus Rutgers. Willie. Wake by 100. No. <laughs> Wake. Wake as well. Dylan. Dog, Rutgers made a bowl yeah. game? Uh, I'm going with sleep. They they went, sleep they, went they, they got to a bowl game. They got to a bowl game <laughs> with a 5 and 7 record. That's bullshit. How? Because, Probably. Oh, another team dropped out. I, I imagine so. Um, the Sun Bowl, Washington State versus Central Michigan. Willie. Central Michigan? No. Who's Central Washington Michigan State. playing against? I'm going Washington State. Yeah, I'll go Washington State, too. Done. Okay. Ditto. The Outback Bowl, Penn State versus number 21, Arkansas. Willie. Penn State. Nose. Penn State, baby. I'm going to go Arkansas, Dylan. Penn. All right. The Fiesta Bowl, number nine, Oklahoma State versus number five, Notre Dame. Willie. Notre Dame. Nose. Notre Dame. Going to Oklahoma State. Dylan. That's not a bad pick. Oklahoma State probably going to win that bitch. <laughs> that one. Uh, Oklahoma State. Um, the Citrus Bowl, number 15, Iowa, versus number 22, Kentucky. Willie. Kentucky. No. Iowa. Iowa as well. Dylan. So, Iowa what was the team again? Kentucky. Iowa. Uh, the Rose Bowl, number 11, Utah, versus number six, Ohio State. Willie. 
State is Utah versus game? Ohio State. Mm, Ohio no. State. Ohio, Ohio State. State. You talking about giving them a little bit of work though? Ohio State. Uh, the Sugar Bowl number seven Baylor versus number eight Ole Miss. Willie. Ole Miss. Knows. Missable. I want to say Baylor so bad, but I'm gonna the, go Ole Miss. I'm right with Baylor. I'm going with Baylor, and then Dylan's going Ole Miss. Um, the Texas Bowl, LSU versus Kansas State. Willie. LSU. Knows. I'm going LSU. LSU. Dylan. Oh, big Lasso. <laughs> Not Big Lasso. And here we go. The Cotton Bowl. We'll start out with this. You guys can, you know, talk about what you think is going to happen. You know, whatever you want to say. And then, you know, give me your pick. Um, number four, Cincinnati versus number one, Alabama. Who wants to uh, take the floor? Alabama in a wash. <laughs> Still getting right to the shits. I'm not, I'm not uh, I hope it's not. Well, it's <laughs> no, it's uh, no. Is I got um, I, I got Bama by thirty. I'm I'm rooting so hard for Cincinnati. Like, fuck, man. I I, I low key want to pick them just to like. Give them yeah, some, some good, I'm, some good juju. Right? Nah. Fuck Never Bama, works. bro. I'm going Cincinnati. <laughs> right? Yeah, I like it. Go ahead, right. Niles. So, this is what I will say. This is going to be very interesting, to say the least. Um, there is something, there is a very interesting element that's brewing that I think a lot of people haven't realized yet. Um, so Cincinnati is severe underdogs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're looking at their depth chart, okay, Cincinnati actually has something very, very interesting here. And I want to see exactly what it is that, um, Saban is going to do. I think it's going to tell me a lot about where Saban's mind is at, how he's operating with these guys, so on and so forth, right? Um, Because, you know, Alabama has an extreme amount of talent, but what has always helped Alabama is the fact that they have been physically bigger than a lot of the teams they've played. Uh, With Georgia, Mm -hmm. even with a team like Georgia, Georgia might have been a faster team, but Alabama is a bigger team. Now, Here's why I'm saying this matters. Cincinnati, as of right now, has one of the biggest defensive backfields in college football. They have two, they have four corners that are over six foot and over 185 pounds. That matters. And they have a personal corner. Yes. Kobe Bryant, his name's spelled with a C. 
not a K. He's 6'1", 198 pounds. They got a safety that's 6'2", 200 pounds. Now, people are going to say that doesn't matter, but it does. They have another cornerback. I think that's who you're talking about, Willie, who is 6'3", 200 pounds. Yes. Sauce Gardner. Now, yeah, he's a, he's a first-round pick, man. Now, here's what I'm going to say. This is going to be probably one of the more physical teams that Alabama's going to play. I know the SEC football does that or whatever. Cincinnati's built pretty well. I think that they've been a little undersold because of the conference that they're in, whatever. But to me, this game, more than the championship game, will solidify Nick Saban to me. Just looking off of the pure numbers that Cincinnati has, this is easily what could be looked at as like a laydown game where you think like, oh, we about to get off, and then these guys get on. This is kind of similar to when Boise State played Oklahoma way back when. I don't know if you guys remember that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, you look at, if you look at the two – yes, if you look at the two teams, Boise State was bigger than Oklahoma. That Boise State team was actually very physical. They just, you know, they played in the whack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like Cincinnati plays in the American. So it's like we take a lot away from it because it's the American versus the SEC. But listen, I don't know, bruh. I, I got Alabama winning that game, but I'm really going to be watching to see the coaching, the strategy, how the game plan is laid out. Is Nick Saban going to attack the physicality? So he can prove, like, listen, our players are just better than yours? Or is he going to, you know, use a lot of movement, use the running game, and effectively game plan his way to a victory? I think this game is is pretty critical, personally. I don't even care if Alabama blows them out. Like, I, I, I'm really interested to see how Alabama is going to handle these guys because, you know, the Alabama wide receivers are not as big as they've used to be. Like they've kind of made that transition to where they've got a lot of uh, finesse wide receivers now. They yeah, don't really like have those. They don't really have those guys. bigger. Correct. Correct. So now I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Cause John Mechie's hurt. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think Mechie's playing is playing the game. I think they got like Ja'Cory Brooks and Jamison Williams, who's nice with it. Jamison Williams is nice with it. 6'2", 189 pounds. Slim guy. Tall, though. So he's going to get up top. They got this like Slade Bolden dude who's going to come up. He's going to be their slot guy. He's five. He's like 5'10", 5'11", buck 94. Slade Gold. <laughs> Slade, I like Slade. He, yeah, he he's, he's, he's like Hunter Renfro. Yeah, Hunter Renfro esque. Well, he really reminds me of Julian Edelman. Yeah, I mean Julian Edelman and Hunter Renfro to me got similar games. Me personally, I don't know. We'll see. Jacory Brooks is six foot two hundred ninety. Tall guys, just slim. So I mean, I think the matchups on the outside is going to be great. I'm really excited to watch this game. Well, and then we have so. the Orange Bowl, number three, Georgia. Versus number two, Michigan. I'm very excited for this game. I need Michigan, bro. I know. I'm I'm going Michigan 100%. I want Michigan. Yeah, I want Michigan to win. Like, Michigan. 
Jordan ain't got I, mean, I just want I just want to throw yeah, good man. juju at him. Right. Hey, offense show up. Hey, offense show up, it's over with. Because Georgia offense is gonna fold. Oh, I know that QB. That QB is gonna fold, bro. Who's um there, there, uh, Saying Tom Brady did this it was like, yeah, well, besides him, who doing it? Hey, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, hey you ain't had to take a shit hey, on my point get, like that, though, bro. I'm, it's not, it was like, come on, but come on, bro. Georgia like Georgia gives me like twenty early twenty tens Florida vibes. Oh, you should. It's like, oh, them boys could do it. Nah. And I would hate. Hey, chill out, boys, man. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine the uproar if the national championship game is Cincinnati and Michigan? Let's go! Imagine. Oh, that'll be the lowest watch. I disagree. I disagree. No, I don't think so. I disagree. I think it's going to be the complete opposite of that. Niggas are watching just because Ben Manati. SEC will flip their shit. Oh, yeah. Them boys oh. gonna protest. They gonna appeal. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the first time a conference appeals a national oh my championship. Goodness, <laughs> like we should have been in the game. <laughs> should have been the way you guys so seated it was wrong. These protocols for COVID or whatever. They, right, it's in bullshit. They gonna find a reason. <laughs> That's just lit. That would be really awesome. I would be that would very, be a great game, though. That would be a good game to watch. I'd love to see it. All right, so let's segue to the world of the NBA. Willie, what you got for us, man? I know there's been a lot going on. I got, this, I got, couple of weeks. I got COVID for you, bro. COVID, <laughs> COVID, 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 bro. Jesus. Like, if there's if there's somebody in the NBA, bro, the niggas got COVID, bro. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it's been so many players in and out of the concussion pro. I mean, uh, the COVID protocols, bro. I can't even keep up at this point because, like, this is a new. It's, it's new players every day. You know, uh, we had we had an outbreak. Um, the Texans had a, not the Texans, freaking the the Hawks just had an outbreak. They had nine players out. The Mavericks are having an outbreak right now. Uh, but in big news. Um, Isaiah Thomas has signed a 10-day with the Mavericks. He'll be playing tonight. Uh, Ricky Rubio towards ACL, unfortunately. Uh, Paul George is going to be out for three to four weeks. Um, actually, the Hawks have 10 players in the protocol. Um, Kemba seems to be back. That's 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 the big news. Like yeah, Kemba, Kemba has you know, definitely been balling. 
it seemed like Kimba, you know, he finally, you know, started getting his. I think he's he realized. Well, not that he realized, but like, I think you know, there comes like a point, in like a, a player's career, where they're like at the point where I can't get bitched. I'm like that guy. I think Kimba was like kind of there, there, like, oh, I'm that guy. I can't get benched. And then he saw the rea- like reality, like Thibodeau. You know, Thibodeau's never gave a fuck. Like, yeah, you know, Tibbs really. He, Tibbs does like, not you know, care. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, like, like <laughs> Tibbs does you not know, care. Because you know he's taking these guys. Like, you know that that team. Like, when you really think about it, like that. I want to say like that 2011 Bulls team with like Carlos Boozer and. Derrick Rose and Noah and Dang and Kirk Heinrich, all those guys, like that's who he coached. So like this is like a non no nonsense guy already. So you know if he coached, you know a lot of these guys, you know considered you know the tough guys of the league, and you know and he was already known as a tough coach. He don't give a fuck. It don't matter if you LeBron. You could have been Anthony Davis. Like, that's, like, this is, like, the type of team, like, this is the type of coach you want with, you know, those all-star players because you know that Uh, he was just talking about that. He's not going to let you be on that bullshit. And that's, I think that's really, like, what it is with, like, a lot of these teams. Like, And if you insert him with a team that's, like, come on, like, think about it. Like, no knock on, uh, what's the guy from Denver, um, Malone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no knock on Malone. Malone's been, like, he's been coaching well. But, like, insert Thibodeau on, into there on the Nuggets? Like, come on. We're going to be Man, like, put oh, Thibodeau, wow. put, put Thibodeau on the Lakers, bro. We was just bro. talking about that, Dylan and I. Like, bro, bro like, bro. Vogel is getting walked all over, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, and it's not and it's, and it's not just LeBron now. It's AD. You got freaking um, Tucker talking shit, bro. That's how bad it's gotten, bro. You know? Um, I think um, oh something crazy. interesting. I think the most interesting point um of the week though in the NBA was Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know if you saw, but there was like some comments where Carl Anthony Towns said that in other in short words, that Russell Westbrook was a stat pattern. You know, which has been which has been, you know, the the knock against us Russ for these last couple of years, you know, but is it is it stat padding or is it you know just you know playing in your flow of the game? I don't, I don't know. Nah, he's I mean, stat padding. I think I there's like he's a stat pads. I feel like I feel like his flow of the game is stat padding. <laughs> right, right. But remember, I feel, like, I feel like that's his flow of the game is stat padding. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's tough to not see him as stat padding when you see footage of him like fighting to get particular rebounds over his bigs when he could right, be looking right. out waiting for the for the fast break opportunity. He is the fast break when sometimes if you would just get the outlet pass, we'd be out of there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, 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 the, tough, it's tough to say that he's not a stat pattern when we see a completely different game. Exactly. Uh, but right now, the Eastern Conference standing go like this. In the eighth seed, we have the Wizards at 17 and 17, the Hornets at 19 and 17, the 76ers, the Cavs, and the five seed. Hey, Billy Donovan's doing – I mean, Billy Do- not Billy Donovan. Who is the coach of the Cavs? Blank and, blank and shit. That's his name, right? No, Bro, Bickerstaff. Yeah. Bickerstaff. 
Bakerstaff. Yeah, Bakerstaff. He's a kicker. Bakerstaff. Right. I'm like, NFL? What are you talking about? Bakerstaff. And he was also extended this week um, to the 26th, um, 27th year. This is also the guy that, you know, everyone was like, oh, I don't know if he's going to be able to coach in Cleveland, you know, coach guys like Kevin Love and all this stuff. When he was retired. Boys. Um, Yo, that's now, the, exactly. Exactly. Fifth best record in the in the East. Um the Heat are the four seed, the Bucks are the three seed, the Bulls are the two seed, and the Nets one seed. Uh in the West, you know, we have the Lakers at, uh um, no, we have the Mavericks. And I will say this the the East technically has a better record than the West currently. Like, um, like when you think, like when you look at it, like in total, like um, one through the one through eight, it's more competitive. Um, at the like eight seed, you got the the Mavericks. At the seven, you got the Lakers. Six, you got Clips. Five, you got the Nuggets. At the four seed, surprisingly enough, because this team has been on a tear. John Moran was hurt; they still balled out. John Moran's back; they still playing well. The Memphis Grizzlies, the four seed at 21 and 14. Wow. Got the Jazz. Yeah. Dylan right? Brooks has really been balling, though. Bro, Dylan, Dylan Brooks is that guy. And bro, and I like his um like his moxie to it, bro. Like he don't like he's he don't care if it's LeBron. He don't care if it's like oh, you know, yeah, he's defending you. Yeah, yeah. He's defending your life. Yeah, he he on it, bro. Um at the three seed, you got the Jazz, you know. Um, I think. Oh, this was an interesting comment the other day, and I just I, I want I want to hear what you, what y'all think about this. So Stephen A. Smith said that Donovan Mitchell is the best player the Jazz have ever had. Oh, he drunk? No, he tripping. John Stockton, Carmelo, hello. Bro, what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bro, Pistol Pete. Yeah, that man. That, that Pistol <laughs> Pete. That man on drugs, bro. <laughs> Like I agree, I, I agree with like, Dylan, bro. I'm starting to believe Steve I, shit just to say it at this point. I yeah, think facts. so, bro. I, he's a troll. Um, then you got the Suns, and in the one seat you got the Warriors, and Stephen Curry is now at three thousand threes and going. Mister Mister Three Thousand. Did you guys see the slight flex that I sent you where he was like, "Bro, it's kind of crazy that every shot I hit is going to be a new mouse." That's fact. I was like, because yeah. oh, that's exactly oh, right. yeah. that's that's exactly oh. what's happening with Tom Brady right now. Every pass Tom Brady Bro, throws, yeah. it's another record. Every yard he throws, it's another record. Also, speaking yeah. of milestones and records, I just wanted to let y'all know that LeBron James is now at thirty six thousand points. He's yeah, about nine hundred away from. Uh, Carl Malone and about 2,000 away from uh, Kareem. So they're thinking that he might break the record as early as next year. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. And if he does that, how many less seasons is it? Is it less? It's in less seasons, right? And mm-hmm. less games, right? Yep. And they're saying also how, like, uh, what else did they say about that, about his record, too? Oh, as of right now, he leads the league in most 30 point games right now. I thought it was Steph, oh, but and- it's really him. It's really and him. he just had another thirty point game tonight. Him and um John Moran are dueling it out. They both have thirty two. Wow. That's nuts. John Moran and him seem to always really go at it though. Job really balls the fuck out against 
LeBron and KD. Like he be, but you yeah, can tell he be wait, he be waiting for those games. Oh, for sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> In any game that against anybody else that's like that. You said what? Like if one of those dudes, jog on ball out with playing against your ass. Like I love players like that. They like the competition for real. It's like Devin Booker. Yeah. You play you. They live, yeah. they live for it. He's coming to town, he's dropping 40. Right? He like, got to drop 40. And he, and he coming in a whip nicer than yours. Right? Bro, did you see that Impala he pulled off with? Yeah. So, hey, that question. Man. Who going to get a ring first? John Morant, Trey Young, uh, Devin Booker, or Luca, Jason Tatum. Ooh, who gets a ring okay, first? Wait, wait, okay, go. See, okay, but now, said. now it's no longer it's no longer about the star. Now we got to include the organization in that as well. Right. Donovan Mitchell into that too. Okay, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell win a ring first. Run, run through the five again. Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, John Morant, and um. Who's the other Tatum. nigga? Jason Tatum. Well, I would have to Trey go Young. with Trey Young. I would, oh, Trey. I would have to go with Devin Booker because of organization. My yeah. current state of organization, I would go with Devin Booker because you said first. Yeah, who's gonna get so it like, first? If, yeah. yeah, I would say I would say Devin Booker. But if who's gonna retire about, out of that group? Who's gonna retire with the most rings? Ja. Jason Tatum. I think it's between Ja or Jason. I think it's between Ja and Jason as well. But I do think like Ja is definitely like that generational type point guard, you know. You, you, you don't see He's a new AI. Many of these guys. He, he is his generation's AI. Yeah. He is. You have right now. Like that. No, that yeah. boy different. If, if only Zion can get it. Booker fire, but Booker ain't got no swag. Booker like he just he just comes he comes in and he gives you buckets. He just yeah. he just right. he's like Donovan. There's too many it's like that. Like there's too many like Kawhi, Donovan Mitchell's, Devin Booker's, even Jason Tatum, where yeah. they just like he just buckets. Like there's no Jaws Ja, ja Lamello, like culture guys. Trey Young, those are the guys like Ja Morant, Trey Young, Lamello, those are the like those. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna give you buckets, but I'm gonna give you swag buckets, and I'm gonna give you swag off this court, and I'm gonna give you swag in this interview. Shit, Anthony, I forgot. I gotta, throw, I gotta throw Anthony Edwards in there too. Yeah, but I mean, as far as NBA, that's man, that's it. You know, we're at, you know, you're you're right after Christmas. You're at an awkward point of the season. You know, you don't know who's good. I mean, you're like thirty. You're you're we're about thirty games in. I mean, you know who's good. You know which teams. You know the Warriors. You know the Suns are going to be Warriors good. Warriors are winning you know. And Steph Curry is the best player uh, in the world today. Yeah, uh, well, my <laughs> thing. And then, because the craziest thing, though, is that two of their top players are still not playing. Exactly. Steph Curry is on Mount Rushmore <laughs> of the greatest player <laughs> yeah. of all yeah. time. Oh. I, I just, be in my top five. 
by the time he's done, Steph Curry's going to be one of my top five favorite players that I ever see play. Can't argue any. I of agree that. with that. He's already there. Right. 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 No, anyway. Yeah, I no, I right. Right. come on, bro. Man, on the TV, bro. I'm not. I'm not turning it off, bro. And anybody that just says, "Yeah, he's a great shooter, three point shooter," is like you don't know oh. basketball. Oh. You don't know basketball, bro. Just the movement. The movement without the ball is what it is for me. Everything, bro. Like the on the offensive end, it's not just oh, I'm just gonna shoot. No, I'm oh. going to run. From this, from this wing to this wing, to this corner to this corner, and then I'm still going to still facilitate my teammates and get them in the right spots. Come on, bro. I mean, if, if you want to keep it, if you want to keep it a buck, I mean, he does everything. He does at, everything at least good. Yeah, I feel like yeah. he, I was about to say he's like I feel like Steph Curry is one of the only players that can play in any type of system. Like. You put him on any team, and he just, it doesn't matter. He's not going to hurt you. Like, imagine him on the Lakers right now. And them big and ass. Him, him, and, him and LeBron would be stupid. Imagine him getting screens by AD and all these other niggas. Like, he's going crazy. And he, it don't matter what team you put him on, and you plug in somebody yeah. else. Put him, that team is just exponentially right. better. Now everybody's but, worrying about him. Everybody else on the team can shoot. Everybody else gets a guy that, lead, that sags off of him a little bit more. There's nobody mm-hmm. else that gathers so much attention without even having had the ball in his hands. You got yeah. You got to defend him. You got to defend him with more than one person. Right. Without him having to have the ball in his hands, you have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, you got to really, who else can you say, Oh shit, we got to get on him before he get the ball. Like you, like you got to put a DB on him. You got to go to the NFL and draft defensive backs to go put on the court against Steph Curry to be on the, t- on the court with you. That's big facts, though. He's not lying. Steph Curry would be a wide receiver of the year in the league. The way that boy, that boy be routing people up. I mean, he is 6'3", so he would be pretty tall. He's not short. That boy might be a a little new. You You gotta get freaking, you gotta get DBs to come to basketball practice so they can, like, learn how to guard Steph Curry. Right. That one guy. Like, you gotta go get football niggas to, 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 cause, bro, that shit don't make no sense. That boy got slippery off ball on platinum. <laughs> platinum badge. You snap. So, Mount Rushmore. All right. Yeah, I ain't no jaw drop 41 on them boys, though. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. <laughs> hey, the Lakers. Hey, what happened to, hey, what happened to the Lakers in four? <laughs> I don't know. Who said that? Was, hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> crazy. If 15 years, 20 years from now, 30 for 30 comes out about Russell throwing the season, trying to sabotage LeBron. What the hell? What are you talking about? <laughs> Bro, because it's some shit that I'll be seeing Russell do every <laughs> game that be having me like, yo, you doing this on purpose? No, I mean, I think the man really just play like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? But, like, like you'll get a game. Hey, you almost guarantee Russell Westbrook shooting the ball off the backboard once a game now. You almost guarantee. That's facts. You almost guarantee once yeah, a game. Russell that's bad, Westbrook. man. You almost guarantee once a game Russell Westbrook going to throw the ball into the 100 level. 
randomly. You snap. <laughs> well, stop snapping on Westbrook. What would he do to you? He's he. Th- it looked like you, you like you shaving points or you shaving something. I seen dirt dirty sport. And you look real dirty sporty to me right now. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, that man saying he's shaving points. We, we can move on. We gotta move on. That man, that's a wild you accusation. Ass, bro. So, you so, so I feel like you the game. I feel like you fucking up basketball right now. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna move on from there. Um Nels, before we transition to uh, underrated, the game, game, <laughs> there is a WWE pay per view this weekend. So day one is the day one pay per view on January first. Uh, that's why it's on a Saturday this. Um, I was gonna say this time. This is the first time. Um, so oh, here's the, the card, time. huh? It's for the first time. Yeah, first ever pay per view. Oh, nice. Review called Day One. What kind of stupid ass name is that? Oh, I thought that was a great name. Yeah, I like it was out of. I like which. What's wrong with Day One? Uh, yeah, I really. It's, I really it's like it's one. like the Usos thing that down since Day One. Uh, uh, like I like it. My, my thing is like, like I, welcome to Day One. Well, it is. It is yeah. Day One. It's January first. It's Day yeah. One. Yeah, yeah that's kind of lit. Yeah, you're you're like actually it. adding you're like adding it. to the reason why you, I like it. You kind of sound like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, that make, he's like that makes sense. I ride with that. Oh shit! All right. So uh, the first match. Well, I don't know if it's the first match, but uh, Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss is like the henchman to Baron Corbin. Um, yeah, I think Drew. When's this what one? is he now? Cool Corbin? <laughs> happy Corbin. What is he cool Corbin? Sorry, yeah, no, he's happy, happy, happy Corbin. Corbin. There we go. Yeah, so I think we're all in agreement that Drew Drew's winning this match. Yes, for sure. Oh, for sure. Facts. Big. Um, Drew might kill him. He might. Uh, then we have Edge. <laughs> Edge versus The Miz. Uh, Bro, these guys have been the... engaging in a war of words over the past few weeks. Um, trying to keep up with AEW, I feel that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, for sure. I was yeah, about with to the say promos. They're the they're trying vibes. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Edge wins. I don't see any reason for the Miz to win this match. I'm like, he might Not, cheat. Yeah. Miz might might win via cheating, but, actually. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I was reading. It was some blog, and it was like that they were trying to. Make a push for him or something. Like yeah. a push for me. Well, I think I'm listening to it. Well, I think, I think Miz is going to win because he's going to have Maurice in his corner. I think they're going to cheat that way, and then that's going to prompt uh, Beth Phoenix to come back. And then they'll have, like, a mixed tag match at Royal Rumble later on in January. I thought you was going to say Lita Ooh. come back. No. Why? I just, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Lita come back. No. <laughs> Nope. He got hype. Nope. Beth, Beth is his wife. Lita. Fire. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I was I don't I forget what the hell I was watching. I think I was watching something on the uh oh yeah, the Matt Hardy Edge thing. I didn't know, I didn't realize it was that real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a savage, bro. He'll take all these real fucking things and make people act it out in front of everybody. That must have right. been awkward as hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, like they that were actually in a four. 
No, they actually, yeah, like, they got along on storyline-wise at first, and then in real life, shit went down between them because they were real-life friends, and then that caused a real-life rivalry, like, to bleed into the storyline of WWE. So, like, that, they even, they did the storyline because that shit was just happening for real. So, But uh, man, that shit, shit was, that's too much sauce not to have on TV. Fact. Real talk, Vince was in there like, I love it. So I gotta have like, it. We weren't, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't telling you this for, we weren't telling you this for a storyline. We were telling you this because it's a problem. Ah, fuck it, fuck Play it. it. <laughs> Tell me from the ring with a microphone like, in your hand. You're fighting this weekend, <laughs> right? Um, all right, so. Then we have uh, for the Raw Tag Team Championships, RK Bro defending their titles against oh, the Street Profits. It was starting to look like they might be turning the Street Profits heel. That'd be dope. I, I, could, that. I, 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 I could notice that. that. I could rock. I, I could did rock notice with that because, like, they were just doing, like little slick shit. That's like, oh, okay, that wasn't very. It wasn't like overly heelish, but it was like that's not something. Of, that's not like, very. That's not very nice of you. Not really a babyface thing to do. You know, like they Mysterio, did. like they were in a tag match against the Mysterios, and to start the match, it was Montez Ford and and Ray, and or no, sorry, Dominic, and Dominic reached his hand out to shake Montez's hand, and Montez like grabbed it and did like two quick arm drags and like slammed him to the ground type shit. It was like, okay, mm. it's like, but like he didn't like cheat at all in the match, but he just did shit that was like. Well, that's kind of a dick. Hmm. That's kind of a dick thing to do, but like, yeah. So, penis. I don't know if it's like just they're <laughs> slow burning it, maybe. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting to see. Um, so, but I do think I think RK Bro still wins here. I don't think they're they're ready to split them up just yet because they kind of are getting the most airtime right now, and yeah. I think I think they're going to break up closer to WrestleMania time so that they can have that Ooh. that match at WrestleMania. How did they break up? How do, you said how do they break up? How did AJ Styles and Amos break up? Oh, um, almost, almost got oh, tired did. of being of being AJ's personal colossus because he thinks he doesn't need AJ. You know the typical big guy not needing the little guy anymore because he's big and can do whatever he wants. But then you know they turn the little guy he baby face and he's gonna beat him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so because now. AJ Styles is the baby face. They, they did a face turn yeah. with him. Yes, because did you see that um, when he uh, hit him with the chair and then he like ran into the, to the ref and like, yeah. like he was really hurt? <laughs> yeah. That's about the fucking most career all the way up. Yep. Facts. All the yep, because they're not going to do anything <laughs> with him. Once that feud's done, it's, it's he's gone. Because that boy ass, bro. That man really ass. He's just so big. He's big. But like he really trash. That boy mouth. That boy need to not speak like at all. Oh, he's bad when he speaks. Oh, it's terrible. Robbie cringe. It's cringy. I'd be like, yo, shut the fuck up. His career over. He's he sound like an average joke. He sound like a big ass nigga you got in the street, and he just talks street shit outside. Like you talk like he rep. Like he's talking to anybody that's in the stadium. Like he's not talking like he's in character. He's talking like a regular dangler nigga that you ain't giving no script to, and you just let he's him. Just like here, bro, talk. Well, nigga be out there is like, yeah. Huh, you want some of this? 
I ring. I run this. Come on. I fuck are you talking about, nigga? Like, he sound like one of the he sound like one of the characters you use on WWE 2K. Facts. All right. Okay, okay. All right, let's let's keep it let's keep it moving. All right. Um we have for the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch defending her title against Liv Morgan. Uh Liv's been screwed multiple times. I would kind of be surprised if she wins the title, but it certainly seems like they're setting her up to. I don't know what happened to Bianca Belair. She's completely disappeared from any like Diego. So we'll see, but uh, yeah, I think Becky Lynch just retains here. Very interesting. Yeah. Bianca Belair has been gone. Hmm? Yeah, it is fucking my dog shit up. Is she preggers? Ooh. She might be preggers, y'all boys. That is interesting. I did not think about that. Oh, that is a possibility. Um, let's see. For next, we have for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It's a match that never gets old. The Usos defending their titles against New Day. Um, Kofi and Xavier Woods. It's always going to be a good match. Yeah, you can't complain about that. But a good match for the tag titles, and you legitimately don't know which way it's going to go because both of these guys are multiple tag team champions. Um, so, yeah, who, know, who knows what could happen here. Facts. Um for the WWE Championship, it's a fatal four-way. Whew. Big E defending his title against Seth Rollins, <laughs> Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley. This match is going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy, bro. Um, and, you know, since it's a fatal four-way, it's no disqualification. So, like, I'm sure we're going to see a lot. Uh, it's going to be fucked up. <laughs> And I would not be shocked if Big E loses the title here. What title are they fighting oh, yeah. for? The WWE Championship, Big E's title. Mm, and who's in it again? It's Big, it e, Big e, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley. Mm. I could legitimately see any of them winning. Any of them? Yeah, I want, I want KO. I would love KO. Oh, I would love a KO title run. Um, but yeah. But, but I feel like you think to randomly give him the title. But if they give him the title here, I mean, you have the guys of the Fatal Four Way to where Big E doesn't have to be pinned to lose the title. So true. Mm, so yeah. So if Kevin Owens mm. pins Seth Rollins because Kevin Owens has been calling Seth Rollins like his best friend lately and been like, "Oh, me and Seth are like this now" and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I could see him stunning Seth Rollins oh. at the end of the match, pinning him while mm. while Big E and Lashley are fighting like on the outside cool. or something. So you hear Michael Cole? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So I could, I could, I could definitely see that happening. Kyle wins. Kyle wins. Kyle is a WWE champion. So yeah. So I would say if Kevin Owens doesn't win, I think Big E retains the title here. I could see a KO. But, uh, but yeah, but anybody but, could win. I wouldn't mind. But it. honestly. The match everybody's looking forward to, though, is the Universal Championship match. It's going to be the main event. It's Roman Reigns defending his title against Brock Lesnar. And this story has just gotten deeper and deeper every week. Uh, Roman Reigns fired Paul Heyman. 
because Paul Heyman said that he wasn't protecting Brock Lesnar from Roman Reigns. He was protecting Roman Reigns from Brock Lesnar. Um, How dare you, bitch? So Roman fired him, and then Superman punched him. Was getting ready to do the concerto when Brock came out and made the save. And, uh, you know... You about to lose your title. You about to lose your title. But here's the thing. So here's the thing. Um, Paul Heyman still claims to not be the advocate for Brock. He says that, you know, he was fired for doing his job, basically. His job was to protect the the tribal chief, and that's what he was doing. He was protecting him from Brock Lesnar. He's like, he's sorry that Roman didn't like that truth, but that is the truth. Um, but I still think Roman's the greatest champion of all time and this all this kind of shit. But um, point being is we don't know what Paul Heyman's endgame is here. Like, this is Never. this like is this to get Brock Lesnar to think, okay, I got Paul back on my side, and all of a sudden Paul, this was all planned with him and Roman. You know, like, hey, look, I'm gonna eat a punch. I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna eat a punch for you, tribal chief, and then you know, I'll get on his good side. I'll distract him, and you know, give you the chance to win the match or whatever. There's so, so many. There's so many possibilities. So what so side? Many places this yeah, because remember the first time they fought, Paul Heyman threw the title in between the two of them, like right in the middle. So you don't know who, like, whose side is he really on? So I don't know. There could be know. a big swerve coming. I have no idea. It's referee for they shit. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that, was, that would be great. Oh, my gosh. But, I is, that a, gonna, but is that going to happen? I just had a mental orgasm. Thanks, Don. Jit <laughs> needs a cigarette now. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> we haven't we haven't seen like guest referee type of shit in a while. No, that, yeah, no, for, they don't really do that that often. But all right, that's it. I mean, shit. Is that is that mm-hmm. all? Is that all we got going on right now, my boy? Is there... mm-hmm. okay. You know, a nice little two-hour show for the people. Lovely little two-hour show. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, anyway, um, underrated bars of fame, you know? So, um, I'm going to do a random song. I'm going to do Smooth by Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas uh, for underrated bars of fame. Um, Just because the lyrics are actually pretty like that. All right, here we go. Smooth. Man, it's a hot one. Thank you, sir. Like seven inches from the midday sun. Well, I hear you whisper and the words melt everyone, but you stay so cool. My Munichita, my Spanish Harlem Mona Lisa, you're my reason for reason to step in my groove. And if you said this life ain't good enough, I would give my world to lift you up. I could change my life to better suit your mood because you're so smooth. And it's just like the ocean under the moon, always the same as the emotion that I get from you. You got the kind of loving that can be so smooth, yeah? Give me your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I was going to do it at least one time. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. If you would leave, it'd be a crying shame. In every breath and every word, I hear your name calling me out. Out from the barrio. You hear my rhythm on your radio. 
You feel the turning of the world so soft and slow and it's turning you round and round. And if you said this life ain't good enough, I would give. My world to lift you up, I could change. My life to better suit your mood because you're so smooth. Well, it's just like the ocean under the moon. Well, it's the same as the emotion that I get from you. You got the kind of loving that can be so smooth, yeah? Give me your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. Underrated Bars of Fame, Smooth, Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas. Yes, sir. Hey, sure. where can it reach us? Um, where can it reach us on email, my boy? Uh, ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Instagram? Uh, balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Or Twitter? Uh, balls underscore podcast. How many times have we done this? Uh, 214. 214. So, shit, that means we're done. We're done. For the 214th time. It's off the air. It is time to get off the air. For the 214th time, man, you know, we appreciate y'all for listening to us. You've been listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but you're listening to us and really appreciate that. Uh, you know, just keep giving us these clicks and these listens, and we're going to keep giving you this content to ride to and buy to potentially get hot to. Like Weezy, we out of here. Yeah, bye, hoes. Audio. Silk. See you later.